Was ab? Ich bin Jeremy Eden. <lacht> ich bin Dan Eden. Und das ist ein Postcast 90 under 90. <lacht> 90 Filmenklogens. <lacht> under 90 Minuten. Minuten. What, is, what would that be? I don't know. Minuten. Happy New Year, everybody. Today on our show, clocking in at 81 minutes, we're talking about 2009's Bruno, directed by Larry Charles, the third in the Ali G character movies, uh, the second only uh, being the, the second being. Let me take that again. This is the second mockumentary. Uh, the yes. first one not being a mockumentary. Da Ali G, da Ali G in the house. We're Ali talking G about, in the house, uh, which was a narrative feature. A narrative feature not released theatrically in the United States. I think it went straight <laughs> to HBO. Okay. I never really saw it. I mean, I watched part of it and I was like, oh, it's not like the other ones. Never mind. I don't care. It's a narrative. Yeah. No, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. Booyakasha, but like, what? We might as well get into the history here. Uh, I only caught glimpses of the uh, the Ali G show, but he did that, didn't he? He did Man on the Street mockumentary stuff in character as Ali G, didn't he? Well, Ali G, uh, the, the the HBO show, uh, the Ali G show, and yeah. on that show he was like the host, and he did do some like Man on the Street kind of things, but for the most part was relegated to that studio set where he had like a guest sitting across from him, and then uh, it was always Borat and Bruno that had like separate taped segments that were like you know, so it was always just one of, I think it was like one of each, like each episode, like mm-hmm. you got a Borat and you got a Bruno, and you got That's it. Ali G doing his interview with one or more people, I think. It's, that's all the characters he has in his character bag. It's three. Oh, well, what about This Is America or or whatever and, and all those other classic? What is it? That other oh, thing? fuck. I forgot about that. Exactly. He, yeah. He's kind of like I w- he's almost he's like a step above Mike Myers in terms of quality, like comedians who do a, a, a bag of characters. Yeah, he's got he's got a. Well, you know what? It's it. There's a commitment level, unlike anyone else, and and that's what uh, gives him more status as a, a comedic entertainer than fucking when you Mike say Myers. That. <laughs> yeah, when you say that, two things. One, Mike Myers would probably bail in these uh real life setups he'd just be all but, winky he'd be, and, and like everyone everyone would be like oh this is clearly a character look he's clearly yeah. he's winking he keep this this man literally keeps winking at the camera i don't and understand two, these feel like these and these are very much because because jackass did this but it's like a jackass movie but then jackass did the narrative thing with like the bad grandpa thing not like i didn't really actually give that a chance to be honest but to me, this is like belongs in the in that subgenre of like comedy filmmaking, that sure. hyper real uh, mock doc verite kind 
kind of thing. That uh, uh, a guerrilla comedy, you know, is pissing kinda... off the establishment. Yeah, real ch- ch- tomfoolery and chicanery. Real, real chicanery. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just craziness all around. Yeah, swinging from chandeliers, just spray painting on the walls. Uh, go f yourselves. You just, know, just raucous behavior. <laughs> from um, sun up to sun down. Just bong rips in the parking lot. I have chain bong rips in the parking lot outside of the the rehab facility. This is a character that we will go will remain unnamed on this show. <laughs> just oh, like, he's just midwesterner guy who's like who's really impressed with how crazy you guys are as party animals. Like just and yeah. you being whoever's involved in in whoever we're talking to. Like you're just crazy. Yeah. Like you're just one of those crazy psycho people, right? But it, but it works better if they're if you're not especially uh, that way, and you, and you just kind of like oh yeah, you're it, just milk toast. You know, or oh, like just I, I, you know, yeah. I, I had a night. Man, you're just you're just crazy, right? Like this is just you like, every weekend. You're just probably living it up, just just going going nuts. Crazy. Like how how many how many bones did you break overnight? How many how many scars did you wake up with? Seriously, and you don't even know how, where they came from. You're crazy. I bet I bet, I bet you're a riot in the jail cell. <laughs> that's anyway. <laughs> That's that character. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, the, like this kind of filmmaking where it's like we're gonna push the limits of um, we're gonna piss off people in public. We're gonna blur the lines between reality and uh, and and fiction here with this character work mm-hmm. uh, committed to character work. Uh, so I like it a lot. Like I like this kind of extreme filmmaking, man. <laughs> 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 I mean, so, it's uh, it's it's um, it's the most dangerous comedy next to Jackass, and that's why I agree it belongs in the same category. Even though they are doing, you know, uh, a very mm-hmm. different style, but mm-hmm. still, oddly enough, in the same style. Bad Trip with uh, God Eric Andre. That's another one that fits right in. That came out like a couple years ago, and uh, he's kind of, I guess, keeping it alive as best he can. Figuring out a way. There was also that. Uh, what was that? Uh, where where Johnny Knoxville opened like the little theme park or something? Oh, that was uh, Adv- not Adventureland. It was uh, Action Point, which Action. is based on Action Park in New Jersey, which right. is like a death trap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you saw that documentary, right? No, I don't think I did. Oh, maybe, maybe I did. I don't remember actually. It's the one. Do you you know Chris Gethard by chance? Not by name. He's like a nerdy, nerdy glasses comedian. He's like our age. In uh, yes, no, he's yes, featured I know. Prominently in Action no. Park the, documentary. The, I did yeah. not. I did not see that then. Oh, it's good because you know they talk about each ride and like their experiences with each, like physically with each ride. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. But uh, anyway, this one, like, okay, what, like, bird's eye view still. Because you know a lot of these setups in these movies, and we'll go scene by scene, like are fake, mm-hmm. and some of them are real, and some of them are padded reality, so to speak. Right. Um, for instance, the or- the orgy scene, the swingers party. Yes. You know that I bet the majority of those people are real, but yes. they're kind of in on what's going on. But that one blonde chick with the fake tits oh, was brought in by like somebody else. That is one hundred percent. I don't even think that she's there at the party because the way that it's right. edited, that mm-hmm. you see a shot of her, you don't see mm-hmm. her mixed in with the group as far as I remember 
And then yeah. later on, she pulls him down a hallway where you hear the the overlaid audio from a completely different take. They um, shot it probably in a different house completely with yeah. that lady. It's 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 and even I remember seeing it for the first time and be like, this doesn't even feel like it's real. It's just he jumps out a window like, you know, like yes. I don't think it's I don't yeah, buy it. I happened, don't buy it at all. Yeah, just like in the way she's acting, and she is acting in that particular scene, this lady. And yeah. like you can tell she's a higher dominatrix who does this, like probably for a living and is just doing this as part of her job, you yeah. know? Oh, God. Uh, she's just, I'm going to say it, she's <laughs> disgusting to look at. Like, I do <laughs> the not. The chick like, with the fake tits. I do not like the way this woman looks. It's so, so. Plastic y. Like. You know, like Herbie's 90s idea of bombshell, like a Pamela yes. Anderson, you know, yep. era esque. Ugh, doesn't do it for you. No. Oh, God, did it no. ever when we were kids? I maybe when I was like ten, seeing a, a pair of breasts <laughs> that large would have done it for me. But like, like comically large, yeah. Just, oh my! <laughs> oh, like you know, like, it was I don't like, even know what to do with I, these. What things. do I do with this information? <laughs> I can't even fit him in in my hand. Oh, and they look hard. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's hard? there's stuff like that in this. Like, um, I guess we should just get into it so we can break it down. But like, I see that now more than ever in this viewing. And when this movie came out, I uh, I was a Bruno or uh, Borat fan, and then like when this one came out, I doubled down because I really loved Borat. I was like, okay, Bruno's going to be just as good. It's going to be just as awesome. Right. And I saw it twice in the theater. I saw it with you, and I saw it with my girlfriend at the time. And I could tell that I was more psyched about it like afterwards than 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 you guys, I think. I, honestly, I think one big problem with the movie is mm -hmm. the fact that it does end pretty much with that dominatrix seat. Like, that's pretty much the biggest, the big final... Well, no, oh, what, I mean, the, you, get, the you get the wrestling match. match, but, like, the wrestling match is, like, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole separate thing. I don't know. There's something about the placement of that scene being so far mm -hmm. near the end that yeah. I just feel like it's it's almost as if the movie, the comedic set pieces get faker and faker Yeah. up until You're that right. point. And then you get the, you know, the, the big real, like, this is our uh, we're the going hyper. in there. We are going in where we are almost going to die. We could die. How, from you're right. Like it, the movie kind of collapses on itself in concept. And then that ending, that ending is like basic back to basic, like dangerous, uh, hyper real. And it almost feels like it's um, a separate thing. It's like a tacked on like uh, it, it, and it is It's like a tacked on epilogue of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then he makes out with Lutz, spoilers, and people, and, and this is where we go back to the real life stories. Is, is that the most dangerous part of this movie? Have you read much about the behind the scenes? I know it I read, got pretty hairy. I read a little <laughs> bit. Um, but I mean, I think this is probably just in sheer numbers of people who are, yeah. you know, willing to go to extreme lengths to punish people like this. Uh, I'd say this is probably the most dangerous scene. There is like a whole thing with like the Secret Service was after them at one point because of the whole Ron Paul thing. Oh, that was in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Ron, was that in this one? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I, uh, I'm getting my Borats and my uh, my Brunos confused because yeah, no, I know no, yeah, Giuliani no, no. had the uh, the tuck. 
that he, in, in he the, yelled, quote the, unquote did in the in the new one, right? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm getting my my Sasha Barons, and I did watch this. I'm not saying I didn't. I think uh, I might have been looking down during the Ron Paul segment. So refresh my memory. That's the one we, where he's like in the, where he's in the hotel room, and then he tries to like seduce him, and then he like yeah, yeah, that's right. That's like the one scene I didn't catch this viewing, so I apologize. Uh, so well, yeah, we're right, getting we're we getting go. ahead. We're jumping all over. Yeah. Let's let's try to go somewhat sequentially. All right. So it's anyway, about Bruno. Voss up. That's how the movie starts. <laughs> yep. He's the fashion reporter. He's got his own show called uh, Funky Zeit. Funky Zeit? Funky Zeit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Funky Time with Bruno is what it translates to. And uh, we get to know him. It's like kind of montage editing, a little like, very stylish, flashy lights, runway, him in many different outfits, uh, being very eccentric, being very flamboyant, being very gay. Like this movie is yeah. incredibly gay. Yes. It's one of the gayest movies you'll ever watch yeah, is this movie. I don't think and, anybody uh, should be offended oh, yeah. by, by us saying that. No, absolutely not. And like it's it's it, and it's pro-gay, too. It's very gay even mm-hmm. that that scene the wrestling match at the end is like the biggest fuck you from yeah. you know like the gay community to from them to you here we go two dudes making out in front of all you you gay hating it people, will make it know. will make at least one of you cry <laughs> perhaps yeah i wonder how many like gay people are like yes like applauding like how many how much does the third act mean to to some of the gay community i guess we should have asked charlie <laughs> well i don't want to it goes case to case, and everybody thinks like, this is schlocky really? trash. Do you, really? Do you need <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he's, I'm not he's, even going to talk about it. I he's probably going to give the Eddie Murphy camera stare in Trading Places <laughs> <laughs> when they talk about uh, bacon, lettuce, about. and tomato sandwich. Prior to, um, I'm going to put that at the end of the episode, the conversation we were having before. Yeah, please do. I will throw uh, I'll throw it at the end because as of right now, people are like, well, what's, what's with the I Trading thought, Places? I just figured right? you'd put it on as like, like for me, I would be more. And if I was editing the, and releasing this show, and it's like this is not me saying I should or want to, but I just leave it raw, you know, just like from the moment we started. Yeah. And then yeah. like when we get to the intro, we get to the intro, you know. Right. <laughs> but you can cut this out. No, I'm leaving. <laughs> but anyway. All right, so it's montage. You get to know him. He's incredibly gay. He's got two people he works with. We don't. He's got like his assistant that we don't really get to know at all. He's like he's more his age, more his style, and then there's Lutz right. who we really get to know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the original name of his other assistant because we don't. No, it doesn't matter. Spend almost no time with him. Mm-hmm. And then he also has a boyfriend named Diesel, and this is some. So, like, like <laughs> I don't like I don't get uncomfortable with the really graphic amped up cartoonish gay sex that they have in their home i think it, i was cracking up during it's, like this crazy shit it's it's hilarious <laughs> they, they he got him on a bungee cord at one point he's, he's on a rolly chair on a on bungee cord <laughs> he launches himself into bruno's like hard dick from like like ass first of course it's fantastic they got this bike machine like and the way they present it too it's like you know you gotta hand it to it's almost like this movie as a whole, going back broadly, it's like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen figured out the formula, and it's almost like it was too much of it. Like with this, like the mock doc, he knows how to set up a joke, and he knows how to execute it, but sometimes it feels incredibly uh, by the numbers, almost like well, uh, it's in be- this one. It's because it's so much the same beats as 
Borat, mm-hmm. where it, to the point where you're seeing them like on the road in a car, like by themselves. He arguing, goes bankrupt. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's very much the same exact movie, but just with yeah. a different character. It's, it's just putting a different shade on it. Um, that's I think that's what I liked about it at the time, and now when I watch it, I I like it a little less. I'd probably like I'd probably give this like a seven. I still I, it has me laughing at like at certain points. So. It's and, I mean the problem was that Borat was you know for those who don't know or don't remember Borat was huge. Like it oh yeah know, like if you can remember people quoting it a but my like, life I still say it on like ironically on but the like. Show. It just, in general, was a huge movie at the time, and yeah. uh, I think the problem was that he blew up so big from that that by the time this movie comes out, he like it's harder to put on yeah. that ruse to the point where he, when he does do that uh, America show on HBO, like years later, he has to be like under a bunch of fucking makeup and like That's prosthetics right. in order to like really pull it off. I forgot all about that, and that was that came out like maybe what five years ago, something like that. I don't know. It wasn't that yeah. long ago, but yeah, America Undercover, or whatever. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> you're right, and it's like this movie is like it's like a band. It's like the sophomore slump. the 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 fans are like Borat, Borat. He's like, well, I got to do something different. I'm, I'm I'm trying to grow as an artist here. How about this? Like, I'm gonna draw draw from the well, but it's gonna be very beat by beat, like similar to to Borat. And they go, most of people went boo, and I went, all right, this is pretty good. Not it's, as good as Borat, but I mean, oddly enough, the same group of people in general to generalize are the same uh, across the board for both movies are the same people who hate both of these main characters. Yeah. So they have their reasons. I get it. it, it but I just think that in general, this one is a um, harder sell, which is why it's better that it came second, you know? Yeah. I, you yeah. Know. Yeah. And Absolutely. Also, this, you know, yeah. The, the, yeah. Borat coming out as close in to the Bush administration as possible also helped we were only a couple of years out from that and mm-hmm. uh you know ready to laugh ready to yeah. make fun of the country a bit and he was and then we we can't if we're talking about him broadly still we can't discount his uh he's a he's a satirist mm-hmm. he, he he does he's a the when he he satirizes a third world country he satirizes the third world country's perspective of america he he satirizes a gay person's uh, view of a straight person in, a, in in America or what that should be and forces it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. these are um, two, two of the best satires of, uh, you know, modern movies, of any movies, really. I mean, like, I, like, there's very few movies that are this biting in their satire. Yeah, like parts where he's like uh, the lost point in this movie. Where he sees the monitors, uh, and he says, "I realize that every uh, male celebrity had one thing in common; they were all straight." Right. It's just like way of saying that John Travolta, Tom Cruise, Kevin Spacey—they're all gay without saying they're gay. You know, it's it's more clever than it's uh, your average comedy writer, I'd say. For sure. Uh, but we don't need to break down every joke here. We're going back here. We're meeting Bruno. He's got a lover. Things are going great for him, and it's uh, Fashion Week in Milan, so he's back there, behind, backstage, literally behind the catwalk, or so they would think. Here's another thing: like, he goes to like this backstage, like kind of press area, right? Uh-huh. And he interviews some pretty like 
I don't know fashion, but like a big name or so. Uh, what we are to believe would be yeah. a big name. Who knows? Talking to them about like his Velcro suit. And this is like, what do you think of the Velcro suit he shows up to in uh, at Milan Fashion Weekend? I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was going to do it in something eventually. Whether it was jackass, like where somebody jumps onto like the fuzzy side of Velcro with their, you know, their sure. spiky Velcro. Or this, uh, yeah, very similar le- like level of filmmaking. Like Jeff Tremaine's gonna do the next uh, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. <laughs> movie, but uh, he's there in his Velcro suit. And then like, there's always somebody who like, and we love this. Like I love this. I think that's why we come back for movies like this. Is the pissed off person telling them to get off their property? Like, and oh, they yeah. they look past the camera always, and they're like, they point, and they say, "You have to get out of here." Get, no, get seriously. the hell out of here! Like, we're not yep. playing around anymore. We're not even. Uh, <laughs> we are acknowledging the cameraman. Get the fuck out of here. Sometimes they bap the lens a little bit, you know, oh, uh, a little shaky, shaky. When, when, and and uh, it's always it's just men who are always just like offended and like. You know, don't want to be uh, made to look like an asshole or like a dumbass. So they're, you know. In this case, it's some stage manager backstage and some lady, and she starts like causing a stir. But really, it doesn't take much for Sasha Baron Cohen to just like, all he needs is just a little nudge, and then like he can lock into the bit that was always supposed to be in place, which is he, he with his Velcro suit, gets wrapped up in a bunch of fabric yeah. and then gets spit out into the, the runway like during the fashion show. That's it's very cute, very almost too cinematic to the point where I just know that when he falls to the the runway, we're in a different place at a different time. We have to be right. There's well, I read that there was I can't remember if it was that they got caught or that they got. I, I think it was that they were like people at one fashion show, like figured it out too soon. Uh oh! <laughs> like someone in the audience recognized and figured out, oh, that's Borat, which is like the danger of doing the movie a few years after Borat. So yeah. they kind of had to abandon it and then like do it again at another fashion show to like get the remaining uh, portions. Got of it. it. So, yeah, there's definitely different uh, two different locations happening in this sequence. I'm thinking as you say this and talk that the smart thing to do would be to if you're if you're a new Sasha Baron Cohen would be to shoot these movies up front, release them after you have them in the can. Yeah. Like and then reap the fucking benefits for years. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah. But, or like uh, at least at least mm-hmm. the um the uh undercover, so to speak, quote unquote segments. You know, like there are yeah. obviously scenes that are like set up separately when it's just like no they're acting they're on camera filling out the story with that whatever bullshit argument the two characters need to have (laughs) so you know and if any of you out there are feeling bad about not being famous like rationalize that like in some cases it pays to not be famous if you want to be like a sasha baron cohen and pull a prank show for instance (laughs) (laughs) it's really pays to not be famous guys so there you go that the show doesn't do too well yeah otherwise everyone will know who you are (laughs) Uh, so basically he ends up spit out on the runway and everybody all oh, they're 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 appalled you know the, this is high fashion society there's there's cameras here and like which is just, a, yeah I, I can we just talk about how I don't fucking understand fashion at all I don't understand the whole sure appeal of it I don't yeah. understand the design element of 
a lot of these mm-hmm. dresses where I'm just like, well, no one would wear that out to it. Right. Like, unless you're walking the red carpet to an event. And then it's just like, then you become a walking piece of art. And I'm like, exactly. It's kind of weird. It is. I don't I know. totally agree. I, I think I think you nailed it. I think now fashion, because these dresses and these outfits they wear, and it's like, it's not Zoolander derelict, but it's like some of them are pretty like crazy, like dresses you'd never see on the street. Right. And it's, part of it is because they're super expensive, but it's like, it has become like, there's, there's only one of them. And it's never going to be out in public. You're not going to be able to buy it in a store. It might as well be a painting, like like a 3D painting or something. You right. Know? I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I shouldn't knock it because, like, I don't want to, like, d- disparage a specific any Sure, specific it, it art is form, art like, in its own way. It, yeah. It's just, I don't, when, when I hear the word fashion, I'm like, I feel like it should have a completely <laughs> different title because, like, I yeah. can't also say that, like, I have a fashion sense, which I don't. But, like, you know, like, I can't compare, like, the normal fashion that everybody wears to, right, to something that you I, see I think walking they call a it, runway. I think they call it high fashion. I think that's the difference is there's different sub-genres of fashion, that's, you know? That's not enough of a difference. It needs a completely, <laughs> you need a different, completely different word. It can't even have the word fashion. <laughs> clothes. It's just clothes, and then they can have fashion, I guess. But fashion's a great word. I like saying it, fashion. Um, that song, Fashion, turn to the left. Uh, was that Bowie? Yeah, I don't know. Bowie, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the Flight of the Concords fashion. Oh, which one's that? Uh, it's I think it's called Fashion. I don't remember. Oh, did they just cover Bowie's fashion? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been a while since I it's been a while since I watched uh, some uh, FOTCs. I don't so. know. I think it was on an album that came after. I don't know that it was uh, in the show. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, moving on. So here's the thing. This is like his big incident, like his inciting incident that makes him go on the road. And it's like, to me, not enough. It's him crashing the runway with a bunch of clothes stuck on him with Velcro. And then everybody laughs at him. And and his boyfriend leaves him, Diesel, the little... Uh, I think he calls him a little pygmy. Yeah, this he little does. tiny... Yeah, the word, the word is, pygmy is used. Is that... That's racist, isn't it? Is it not? I don't know. I, sh- I shouldn't be saying it. It's a word I wouldn't so use because I honestly don't know the proper context to use the word so yeah, i would i just generally wouldn't use it. it i'm just not gonna say it anymore but he calls him that anyway he leaves him diesel leaves him he's embarrassed to be seen by him so he just like it's a real low point for him and i'm like the timing of this and just the the significance of this event just doesn't seem like enough for me to to kick him out on the road to get to you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's this completely like the whole community has ousted him because of this one fuck up. Yeah, which is it's like, stupid. If Hollywood <laughs> has taught us anything, it's that you're only ever going to fail upwards. It might take a little bit oh, of time, yeah. but you're going to succeed further <laughs> based off of your fuck up. It's sad and sick, but it works. Cosby's think... going on tour again next year or this fuck year. Fuck me. Is he, he want... really? He, he's trying to. Wants to. Fuck me. I thought he was going to die in jail. I even said it on this podcast years ago. Man, should have. Here we are. Should here have. Here we are. <laughs> Jury of our peers seems And I to think, think I'll say it on the show no. and I'll say it again. I'm a man who can appreciate his comedy albums and still Separate say the him. man deserved to fucking die in prison. 
Absolutely. I, I think, uh, and this is that's a whole other discussion, but uh, it depends on the crime. But for the most part, I can't separate art from artists unless the art is them saying, like, I fucked a little kid. Like, they start yeah. blending, blurring the lines like and the stuff. Lo- like some of the Louis C.K. stuff where you're just like, you're being oddly confessional uh, through your art, and I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It, it is a little strange at times, certain artists, when they do that. I think, anyway, anyway, yeah. that's a whole other thing. Back to Bruno. So that's like it's not enough for me, but anyway, that's his. That's what incites him to say, "I, I'm gonna go to, instead of I'm gonna go meet Pamela Anderson and try to marry her and fuck her like Borat does." Well, no, his goals change midway through the movie. In well, Borat, Borat, he Borat's goes to America. Goal, yeah, his it's just first, to sightsee, basically, right? Yeah, he's just there to observe and 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 document report. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the the stakes and the goal changes midway through, whereas... That's right. And, but, yeah, that was a much easier, like, you're going to America because, like, that's your job. Like, you're going to go there and you're going to, like, you're just yeah. going to go to America and experience America. And this is, like, I'm going to America because I'm, I've been so ousted. I want to be a celebrity. And what it ends up becoming is the movie forces itself to become a how to be a celebrity satire. And that's that's where we're going until the midway point. Instead of Pamela Anderson, it's him deciding he doesn't want to be gay anymore because that would help him with his goals of, of becoming a, a celebrity. Because all of them are straight, yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so uh, the first thing he does... He gets Lutz. Lutz joins him because he's like madly in love with him. Uh, what do you think of Gustav Hammerstein as uh, Lutz? I mean, it, just like the guy in the first movie, where I'm just uh-huh. like, you're just your only job is to speak a foreign language. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, you know, like what I'll say is that you know he equally commits to some of the situations, like. Yeah. It's funny that, like, I don't know how much I, I question or I wonder how much German the, or English the man actually spoke, because I know he's speaking actual German. And Sasha oh, yeah, Baron Cohen is, like, mumbling and, and speaking a lot of gibberish. The but, part where they're outside the jail and they argue, that's some pretty clear German that they're saying to each other. I don't know how much rehearsal that took Sasha Baron Cohen to yeah, do. Yeah, well, that's another one that feels like that has to that argument has to be. I don't know if it's scripted or like they I has like a lot he's of speaking it feels German pretty scripted, but there's a lot of his German. That's just not it's nonsense words. That yeah, just like yeah. He throws an ish in there every now and then. And it like, <laughs> like it's like me at the beginning of this episode. That wasn't actual German. But it worked, though. It just sounds like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, if, you, if you know how to uh, fake it, it sounds great. That's fake it till I, you an, make it. An improv talent I did not uh, possess. I would like get a few syllables out and then i would just repeat the same two syllables and i'd be like nope i lost Ah, it it's just i can't do it (laughs) those games can be tough um fucking improv is tough it can be tough Mm. um but bruno he he, the first gig he gets once he gets to to hollywood is a gig as an extra on medium i think this is a great scene here (laughs) this is funny (laughs) he keeps fucking up a take uh forget the actor's name the bald gentleman with the glasses on the show yeah I think he's hispanic we've seen him in uh, a few a few different things uh i feel like he's trying to d- <laughs> I'm gonna look yeah go ahead name right now 
He's trying to nail a scene, right, in a courtroom, and it's a very serious, dramatic scene. You got Bruno in the back with, like, his his blonde-highlighted, like, mop of, like, a Justin Bieber haircut. He's 19 years old, and he's observing the case, and he's, like, making, like, noises to himself and, like, distracting, like, trying to call attention to himself. Like, oh, hmm, 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 interesting, oh. And then, like, he blows, like, he blows several takes, so you get that jump cutty kind of thing that, that you get in so many, like, blown takes and comedies. It, it, the timing's always good when you get those. We, we've done it. Yeah. Three guys, one room. We, we, we've done it. We've <laughs> um, Miguel Sandoval. Or Thank Sandoval. you. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but uh, he's, he's the... Uh, uh, he's the digger at the beginning of Jurassic Park. Cause Grant's oh, shit. Me. Yeah. Hey, Happy New Year, Miguel. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. And to all of you out there listening, Happy New Year. So um, next up, we get Paula Abdul. And this is, what do you think of the, the Mexican chair people bit? I know you can't say it's funny without feeling guilty, but like, I guess objectively as a bit, human furniture is kind of interesting looking. It's you know? funny, and it is funny to see somebody go along with it. Um you know? <laughs> they're good sports they are they're was, good I, sports i was thinking more about the like the logic of some of these situations because like according to the ever reliable imdb trivia the oh, yeah. only thing which and I, I don't believe half of this statement but like the only thing that was scripted was the harrison ford thing he's the only guy who's in on really the joke yeah Wow. He, he's totally in on it. And then I was thinking about that. I was just like, well, that actually makes sense. Because when you think about the reality of this situation, like everybody else, like Paula Abdul, all these other people are under the guise of I am a guest on a show. So, yes. of course, they would sign a release, you know, yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, you're right. But Harrison Ford, in order for them to pull that off, he would have to, like, do that to him. And then they'd have to be like Harris. They'd have to get a hold of Harrison Ford again because yeah. I'm sure he would drive the fuck off. And then yeah. they'd be like, "Can we put you in our movie? We shot you." And then he'd have to go along with it, which I don't you see know, Harrison Ford doing. I actually like. Could I say I do? Because I feel like, I feel like I'm. I'm not, and I'm not comparing myself to Harrison Ford completely, except like we're both grumpy stoners. Like I'm not as handsome as him. I'm not as talented as him. But if somebody, if I got footage of me, like somebody got footage of me blowing somebody off, and then like I found out it was like a, a comedy person I respected, I'd be like, yeah, you you could use my footage, dude. Like that's cool. What if it was like, you know, because he's Harrison Ford, he's like, what? Borat? What the fuck is Borat? Like, he'd, like he'd never uh, heard of Borat. In, like, who the hell is that? Sasha, who? Did I buy hashish from him? I don't know who that is. Tell, tell Baron no. <laughs> Baron, tell Baron Trump no. Baron, no. Uh... So yeah, he interviews Paul Abdul from American Idol, uh, the slurry lady from that show. Anyway, she comes in and she does uh, <laughs> she does an interview and uh, she ends up sitting. Uh, he's like, "Take a seat," and it's it's a Mexican dude just sitting like a chair. And she's like, "This is weird," and she has to peace out. Um, and then he's just, he, like, he decides, "Well, that wasn't working." And since this movie's structured like Borat, you get the voiceover to to patch it all together. Yeah, you know. And with thank God for the voiceover in these movies because it, can you imagine just cutting that the voiceover out? You'd be like, okay, now why are we here? What? Why? <laughs> what? Why are we here? <laughs> How so, did he reach this crazy. conclusion? What? Like for instance, in this movie, 
he all he does is mention a trip to Africa. He stops at the airport, picks up the baby, and then he's he's back in America. He takes a whole trip to Africa in this movie in, in dialogue. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like honestly, it's the fact that I think I got up to get a drink of water and I came back and I eat, I see these tusks arriving on the fucking baggage claim and I'm, I forgot. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is? Oh yeah, the baby. I, but that, like, until you mentioned it, I forgot that he took the trip there. I was like, why is he wearing all that shit? That's weird. Wait, rewind tusks? I thought they were giant dildos that he like like brought from Africa. I don't know. They, well, the reason I think they're tusks is because he's got this also like you see a like an elephant foot at one point. They're taking holy off. fuck. So it looks like <laughs> I think they have like a giant elephant sculpture that's, that's like arrived piece by piece that's just coming down the. Dude, that's plate. like a, that bit was. I feel like I need to rewatch it because like I've seen this movie half a dozen times. Never put two and two together that that's a a, a broken down elephant like I, an endangered I, species. Check it out again. He's like, there's definitely a foot that they remove (laughs) it makes sense like he's trying to offend and shock like yeah he's he's got an elephant guys and he has a a baby but that comes later so next thing he needs to do is he decides he's going to shoot a pilot which is a celebrity interview pilot which is really like artistically and i mean like like night clubby ecstasy artistically shot and edited like that's his character's version of like art and it's him dancing like in a speedo, and then you get like dick shots. But like him and uh, some like reality TV star, Brittany Gastineau, I don't know what she's from, but they criticize Jamie Lynn Lynn Spears' fetus, and yeah. they say abort it, like in their little interview. Like, yeah. and you know, like there's some shocks in this movie where he's trying to get you to go, ah, like, and that's definitely one of those in this movie, right? But you know, it's it's people like this woman and the two people who like work for the publicity thing later or yes. whatever, like where you're just the like, God, some ladies. fucking people yeah. are like despicably dumb and yes. like just awful. And, uh, she's clearly like, you know, I don't believe, I, I don't know. Like I, the movie would have you believe that she's not aware of what's going on. You know, like that she's not under, she's not in on the joke. Yeah, yeah, I I totally get what you mean. She's she's just like a bitch, and she's just like she would have said that to anybody, whether it was a satire or, or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's but obviously I, what they're trying yeah. to shine a light on is like, look how fucking despicable some of these fucking people are. Can I say that those are the moments that work the best in these movies? Because like they really like to me, my favorite moment, and this is like a here's my I always kind of I always want to bring something to the table on this show, like how to improve a movie or something or how to change it or like sure. make it, you know, and I have an I had an idea watching this movie. I don't know. Sure. We'll see what you think. But right. uh, uh, we'll get to it. Oh. Or should I just say it? Well, I don't know. I mean, if, it, if it's relevant later and not now, then save it. Here's <laughs> what I'll say. I think. Yeah, I'll just say the best moments are when they like they shine a light on how terrible people are. And like all Sasha Baron Cohen is doing is giving them a megaphone, you know? Yeah. That's it. So he uh, he interviews, quote unquote, interviews Harrison Ford for this. He shows this pilot to a focus group and he shocks them by showing a large penis being swung around and it mouths the words through the urethra. Bruno! Bruno! Just like uh, there's a precursor to Pam and Tommy when he talks to his dick in the mirror in that in that scene. I did not watch Pam and Tommy, 
but like I knew that he had there's like a talking penis in is that how they do it like he's talking through the hole there yes or is it I just thought I didn't know if it was the thing where he looks down at it and it just kind of looks back up at him no it it's they actually CG'd talking a, to him. They see Gita Urethra talking. And That's it's just one fucking... scene in one episode. It's not a recurring thing at all in the show. Uh, I liked the show. I thought it was good. <laughs> I just, look, I mean, you know me and things that are super fucky. And I'm just oh, like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. it can't get more fuckier than that in mainstream, I don't think. Yeah. I thought Lily, was it It's Taylor, I think, uh, is, is the actress? Lily James or something. Yeah, I thought she was great. She's she's like, and you know, like, it's Pam Anderson, but like, just to play anybody and to like throw yourself into that and to disappear in the role is impressive. And I think she really did that well in that movie or yeah. miniseries. Anyway, uh, he makes that the focus group hates it. I feel like like some of their lines, like their one liners when they're criticizing it, is a little too written. It they do one feel... of them. Yeah, it's he said. He says something about, uh, I wanted to put needles in my eyes. And the guy next to him says, you would have to get them from me. Like, that just seems like, I don't know. Snappy. I I can see two dudes who, like, hate something, like, kind of just being like, right? Like, this fucking sucks. You know, like, that I didn't think was that fake. Okay. Um, There was something, I can't think of what it was, but there was something else that somebody else was saying in there that I was just like, that sounds like bullshit. Like, you sound like you're trying too hard. Yeah. So... I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of whether or not this focus group thing is fake. But, like, he shows it to them. They hate it. That fails. We laugh. And then somebody suggests uh, uh, that he makes a sex tape. So, Bruno, that's his next little beat. It doesn't even matter, like, honestly, in these movies, how we get to A to B. We're just there. We're, we're at B now. And he's making yeah. a sex tape. The, yeah, this is obviously <laughs> the, the, the planted uh, feedback of, like... That's the only way you're going to be famous is if you make a sex tape. Ah, bingo. Right, right. So that's like uh, the setup for like. It's like if Jackass. Here's the thing. Imagine watching Jackass and during those interstitials when you get to know the guys behind the scenes, if they ham-fistedly said something like, you know, it'd be crazy if you got on a slingshot and you uh, launched across <laughs> that lake and then it cuts to them setting up the bit. Like, <laughs> you don't need to do that. But in yeah. these movies, they do because it's, it's a narrative. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> And I didn't watch Bad Grandpa, so whatever. Uh, or Badder Grandpa, the extended oh. cut. Uh, so and sometimes where are I think sometimes I think that the only reason they make extended cuts of things is like because of stuff like that. But like, like we could call it Badder Santa, right? Because it's there. worse. Because yep. there's more, and obviously mm-hmm. more means worse. And I don't think they do. They cut back on that recently, but they still do it. Like certain cuts have crazy titles, like on Blu-ray and HD. Well, I don't know how big Blu-ray and DVD are anymore. Like, I mean, I know the market is still there, mm-hmm. but like nobody is as crazy about them as they used to be like 10, yeah. 15 years ago. So multiple editions of things I'll are tell just you, not man. as appealing. I've said this on the on the show, I and I think you agree. I'm like, I'm like a doomsday guy when it comes to blu-ray and dvd like i feel like streaming stuff can disappear like it's like it's like man it's like fairy dust it's a hoozy it's a wuzzy <laughs> yeah, like matthew mcconaughey but like yeah like you it's it's nothing like having it in your library and being able to pop it in anytime and guess what like i don't have stars and i'm tired of you know do my means of getting shows and movies so i bought a i gotta get to get party down seasons one and two on dvd Oh yeah, you we know, bought that. 
a while back. Too. So glad I did. So glad I did because you, I can't find it anywhere else, and like I've been binging that, loving it. You know. Yep. yep. It's good to have some of those some old old things on there. Like I I I don't buy physical media anymore except for video games, and I don't really you know I get. Do you go to disc replay or like a used place? I love disc replay no it was something caitlin and i used to do but we just stopped because we just don't buy them anymore because we watch everything on streaming and honestly most of what we're watching is disney plus anyway because we got the two kids so that's what i'm well, actually like, i shouldn't a, even say that yeah no i take that back most of what we're yeah. watching now is fucking youtube because jack has just graduated yeah. to like scrolling short, through youtube on the tv mm-hmm. and i i i don't know what it's going to do to his brain I don't know either, Jerry. I don't know. Uh, it's a good call, but try not to I was too much time. But man, some of that shit that, is weird. It is. There is some weird YouTube out there. It's true. My I had a whole snow idea I was gonna say, but uh, we'll save it <laughs> for another time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to back to Bruno. Um, so he's gonna make a sex tape, and this is the Ron Paul scene that I guess I missed out on on this uh, viewing, but. Uh, he goes and uh, he, I think, what do you think? Was Ron Paul acting? Was he in no, on it? No, I don't think he was in on it at all. Okay. So Bruno thinks he's drag queen RuPaul. And they get in a hotel room. And uh, there's like a stage technical problem that needs to be fixed. So Bruno like kind of flirts with Ron Paul. And then Ron Paul leaves after he... Uh, Really he tries to seduce him. him. He like turns down the yeah. light. He like tries to dance. He tries to offer him like some <laughs> something to drink. He's just Ron, he's becoming more and more uncomfortable with everything. Yeah. Uh, and then he storms off. That boy is queer as the blazes. <laughs> he tried queer as the blazes. I thought that was an interesting. I think that was the quote. I was like, <laughs> what does is. that mean? That is yeah. Queer as blazes is what it says here. He's a flaming gay is what he's trying to say, I guess. He's queer as the blazes. He took his clothes off. He he tried to (laughs) put a pass on me. (laughs) Um, Next scene is, I guess, uh, this is is the section, I guess I kind of like, I don't know what I was doing, but Bruno was uh, talking to, he goes to a spiritualist to talk to because i guess in his backstory he had a relationship with one of the members of millie vanilli yeah she wants that's to contact him from the dead one of the quirky i love this is what like you only get away with a detail like this in a mockumentary i feel mm. or, or like very specific quirk you mean like it, um, it's yeah just like part of his character is that he yeah. he wants because there's like you know a certain amount of development that has to go into a mockumentary character yeah. And like not that a sitcom or like a, a, a another movie doesn't require character development, but right. like there's just like you have to come up with so many of these backstory details, yes. whereas you don't necessarily do. have to fill those in in context in the movie for or a TV show for another character. So I love shit like, yes, I was Good once point. he was the uh, <laughs> former lover of. Millie of Millie Vanilli. It's just like, yeah, of course that is like, yeah. And it's so perfectly quirky and it's like right in line with like what would be in a Christopher guest movie, except maybe just a little, you know, not even a little, I don't know. It's just, it, it's the same exact type of joke. Yes. I, I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, 
not like the only other place you get something like that I can think of is like Arrested Development with uh, Quincy Jones, the relationship he has with uh, Starla. Yeah, it's just this Her random backstory. thing that they like fill you in on for some yeah. reason. it's it's great. You're right. It is great. Uh, the more you, and you, there's a balancing act, but yeah, it's, it's and, you know what yeah. it is is because more like I think with, with a mockumentary character the most you have to be like how do I justify this character that I'm being? I have to fill in so much information about, oh, so yeah. that's why this guy is this way. That, and like, for me, and I, I just, as someone who, you know, has made a couple and has given you the bio, or no, you, I'm sorry, you you were the one exception who's written your own bio, came fully formed to set. Everybody else got big five-page bios. So I've written these, and, like, it's because, for me, it's because I'm not writing them a script. It's, like, the more they know, the more they can just in dialogue draw mm-hmm. from that's all it is really the, the more you improvise the more i think you should give a detailed uh bio yeah that's yeah it's like right up on you know just this kind of a he was you know millie is right up there with like a drummer choking on someone else's vomit and that's how they <laughs> die, you know like it's yeah, a perfect yeah. detail that's so quirky and only works in these types of things yeah, you never think of Millie Vanilli broken up either. Not right. Millie or yeah, or Vanilli. I, I don't know how it went, but yeah. it was one Millie and the other was Vanilli. I don't. Anyway, he goes and he he sucks a fake dick in front of this spiritualist. Oh, uh, he does so much more than that. He, go, he fingers he, a butt. He, he's he's got some some uh, rectal fingering. He's 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 slapping it across his face. He's giving himself a Danza slap. Uh, <laughs> Look that one up if you kids don't know that. I wonder who our youngest. Li- I don't want to know who our youngest listener is. Actually, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, um, he goes to uh, the other thing he needs to do is he needs to be more like Bono. He's like Bono has AIDS and this person has so and so. I need something, so I'm going to consult a charity PR uh, yeah, team. He needs to like get behind a cause and be the spokesperson, like the the you know public spokesperson and and like this is ticking the boxes of like how to be a star in hollywood it's i think it's coming a little late what what year was this 2009 10 9 it's coming a little late for this kind of level of satire like we you know this hollywood thing has been around a long time (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's just weird that like there's so much of this hollywood stuff that leads to what is the main point of the movie, which is all the gay content, you know, like that's kind of like that stuff that's like peppered in throughout this beginning here, but it doesn't become about that until it switches and he doesn't want to, you know, he tries to not be gay anymore. And that's more mm-hmm. of the, like, now we're really like pointing a finger at the wrong. Pe- I mean, he's making people uncomfortable left and right with everything. Oh, but yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's true. So he visits like this Liz and Liz team for all you oh, Kroll show fans out there. <laughs> God damn it. I, 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 I hated them the first time I saw them, and I still hate them when I see them in this movie. And Nicole and Suzanne, I, I don't even want to say their names. It's just two blondes who like basically say you need to latch on to like a tragedy. And then like he's the one who kind of pushes them in the direction of that conversation, to be fair. But they're like, they can't, I don't think they say Darfur correctly. I think. They call it daffer. They don't. They don't even know what they're talking about. With like, it takes that woman like a minute and a half to get any point out about global warming, and she still doesn't get anything out. (laughs) 
So yeah, they're they're the perfect team for him, basically, or basically for this movie to shine a light on. Uh, but he, instead, he chooses the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, something I'm not, I can't say I'm too familiar with, or was in 2009, Ted. Completely uh, ignorant, always have been to anything that's going on in the world. Like honestly, any yeah. real conflict that's happening, I I keep my head in the sand where I'm comfortable and it's all uh, cool and and I'll I'll die happy because I won't be aware of anything that's happening. <laughs> it's ignorant yeah, and happy. I I hear you. It's like the, the the problem with me is like I'm like Britta from Community. Like I fancy myself a bleeding heart, but like I'm an idiot <laughs> also. Like I don't know these things. Like Dan, explain Brexit to me. He's like, uh, oh well, British people are mad, well, and it's because <laughs> people are affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but um, okay. So he goes to Jerusalem, he interviews uh, former Mossad agent Yossi Alfer and Palestinian politician Ghassan Khatib, confuses Hamas and Hamas. Uh, an interview with Israeli and Palestinian professors, he sings his own song that comes back later. All of yeah. these things feel so disconnected from each other that... I, this stuff for, does. I don't yeah. know why Borat just didn't feel as disconnected, even though like there's probably a lot in there that is like, kind of just random set pieces that are tied together loosely but this feels very loosely tied i think it's because as we were saying earlier it's uh, the plot of borat is broader it's a it's a cultural study and it's just basically like what is this what is this and then yeah. even in a deleted scene he's at a what supermarket and he, and he just says that over and over to somebody <laughs> jeez yeah, he what points is this? every single type of cheese, and it's like a three-minute scene. And what is oh, this? It is so what like what is this? That this? drives me insane. <laughs> that drives me a little insane. And the guy just goes along with it politely the whole time, yes. to where you're like, "This guy's a fucking idiot for not being like." Yeah, oh, I, I, I look. All of this is cheese. At some point, he should have been like, "All of this is cheese." Okay. Four times. Like, four, I give you four, and I'm like, no, it's all cheese. Yeah, there's there's definitely downsides to being nice, and that guy experienced it in that deleted scene. He didn't even make it in the movie, so uh, he so he's trying to like patch things up in the Middle East, and like uh, this is a part of the of the movie that I I do kind of gloss over here, but um, he offends them. He like he talks to. Um, a terrorist group leader, and he he like insults Osama bin Laden. I think Al Qaeda, like a member of Al Qaeda, right? He he, uh, uh, he offends, he uh, uh, disparages some king of theirs, and he and then they, like he gives him that death stare of just like, what did he say? Uh, Al Aqsa, yeah, I know it was. That's a really tense moment. He, Al Aqsa Martyrs Brigades terrorist group. He talks to the leader of that, he insults Osama bin Laden. The guy's like. The guy in the background, he's like, "Get out, get out!" Like, like he's war. Like you're gonna get shot. Dude. Yeah, he's he sounds concerned for them because he's just translating. Yeah. And he's just like, "You need to go. Like, get out." Uh huh. Um, yeah, he calls him a dirty wizard or a homeless Santa Claus, and just you talking to him. Speaking of commitment, like Sasha Baron Cohen, you try to like listen for like cracks. Like, is he scared in this moment? And he's like. I would say this is the one moment if you really pay attention, he might, you can maybe sense his dread and his fear, but it's, he's bearing it pretty well. You know, he knows exactly 
when to accelerate and how fast to accelerate. <laughs> and that's a skill that I got it. Like I, I, I noticed that this time I was just like the way that he like, especially, I mean, we'll get to it later. The camping scene where he lets mm-hmm. a moment sit for a very long time. Yes, and you're like, does. this is what it's like. Actually, like this is how long it takes probably a very long time. And he's very, very yeah. carefully, slowly accelerating this. And uh, yeah, bravo. He's probably, yeah, you're right, like, our in character for hours. And I thought about that in particular during the hunting sequence. It's like, how long is he out there in the nature with these guys in character as Bruno with probably just, like, a boom guy and a videographer, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that is commitment. It's, uh, like, we don't recognize that stuff except maybe at the Golden Globes for comedy or musical. Right. Like, we definitely don't do it at the Oscars. We, no. we might someday, like this sort of verite mock doc stuff. I mean, if the Oscars are keep, keep getting more and more desperate for people to watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They'll even open up a category. Best mock, mock doc, mockumentary. Uh, Maybe they're going to open it up to everyone in the uh, America to vote, and it becomes the Golden Globes again. Oh, my God. Fuck. Actually, the People's you, Choice. People's Choice Awards are the ones. Would right? you like that? If you had a say in what won Best Picture? No, because I think it's all stupid bullshit anyway. <laughs> I don't give a fuck anymore. I used to I be impressed by that yeah. shit as a kid when I was just like, these mm-hmm. are all celebrities that I like and I look up to, and a lot of them I'm not yeah. familiar with or I'm like somewhat familiar with. Now I don't know anybody, and everybody I knew mm-hmm. is dying. So like, I, I, can't, I can't watch any of this shit anymore. You're right. Like, I was thinking about the movie Dirty Work the other day, and I was like, Okay, Norm Macdonald dead. I th- is Artie Lang alive? He might as well be dead. No, I Jack think Artie Lang is dead. I, I, dead. Yeah. Chris Farley's Chevy in Chase dead. is the only one who's like just hanging on. Like it's crazy to think like a, a lot of people are dying. It's yeah. very sad. Yeah. Like everybody in this movie's dead. Like when we watched like, Aristocrats, uh, uh, Aristoc- <laughs> I was I almost almost said a cats. <laughs> when we watched the Aristocrats, and we were like. Point, I pointed out all the dead people in the like half the yeah, cast. Like at a certain I point, really, like a third of the cast was dead. That's so sad. Like Saget, fucking Saget, dead, dead. Uh, um, uh, so okay, he decides once he gets back to America after leaving the Middle East, solving those problems, no big deal, whatever, uh, whatever. He, uh, he, um, this is the part where he interviews the parents of the child models and he also decides he's going to adopt a black african baby for press and pr attention it it all happens concurrently because he's going to do a photo shoot and he needs these other kids to kind of uh and uh, what i'm saying is this is what i was building up to maybe this should have been the movie is bruno puts on a fashion show for children as a redemption arc of some kind uh and works with these because like the for me the best part the most successful part is when these fucking stage moms make themselves look like the devil basically by saying we i can't subject my kid to these things and i know it's evil but like that's what we're going for here and i feel like um there's a lot of comedy to mine from a child fashion show movie I think what you're saying is that they uh, did not squeeze enough of the juice out of that yeah. fruit. I get what you're saying. I don't know if... Um, that should be the climax of the movie is a children fashion show that he puts on. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. But at the same time, like, I, it couldn't be any... like. 
not that it's bad <laughs> this one but i'm just like it's not going to be any worse to do that way like you know sure it's uh, it still would have spoke about the fashion world it would have shown a light shined a light shown a light on the pageant moms which is like well, rich you, for like satire and you making can, fun of you can almost go like if you replace the talk show sequence with like taking this a step further yeah, into the yeah. fashion show and that's what still offends people because they're putting babies in these compromising positions problem is you can't actually put babies in these positions to offend people i'm literally watching the uh the scene with but the he baby. does i don't with I the don't bees he, i i, I I know that's a Photoshop. That's obviously Photoshopped. All right. So I don't know. He, he does. We do some kind of creative VFX practical but, work that creates the illusion that these kids are, are being messed with. Right. I but what, what I was going to say is that I, I was watching it and I'm like, how are they doing this thing with the baby coming down the baggage claim? Yeah. Because okay. Here's here's what I thought because I was thinking the same thing. So some stagehand is on the other side of the 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 thing. He puts the box on there. He pieces the fuck out, and then it naturally rolls around the bend, and that's when you call action. But I don't know. But what I'm saying is that I don't think the production of the movie would allow a baby to be put in that position. Uh, so for them to take the box off and lift out a baby, I'm like, what are they doing in this moment? I yeah. really don't believe that they're putting. <laughs> I, I guess I would have to listen to the commentary, but it's, I don't uh, believe that they're putting a baby in this in this actual position. That's why, like as we speak, and like we say, like just talk about like the runway and how that's disjointed from the backstage thing we were talking about earlier. It's like it's almost like faking the moon landing. Some of these sequences, you have to like pull off the illusion that this is happening uh, in a fluid manner. It's happening in real life, and people are actually in real time reacting to this stuff, and that it's all really happening, and that is a challenge in itself you know yeah but uh in the movie pulls it off not greatly not as well as borat and that's the problem i think with this movie but uh moving on he he get, does get his uh, african baby at the airport that's a shocking scene when he does pull the baby out of the box it could be a set these could all be extras they close down a wing of the airport at a baggage claim just to get this scene you yeah know? i just i i want to believe the illusion that they done it they did as much as they could i want to uh -huh. believe the imdb trivia that harrison ford is the only one who is actually in on any of it uh -huh. although you had a theory a long time ago that we'll get to in a later scene i i i i, I remember you, this theory okay i then do you, then you can you can bring that up because that's i think i still uh, think i still think there is something to it yeah i think so too especially when you see the credits you know yeah um uh, so he does interview the, the parents of the child models. That's like my favorite sequence in this movie because they're saying things like, he's like, do you have problems with subjecting them to wasps, hornets, bees? Like, oh, no, he loves that stuff. And the baby can't speak for himself. He's like, these fucking terrible parents are selling their kids up the river. Well, <laughs> one thing is that I think that through his accent, I think he's confusing some of them and they don't know what they're agreeing to at first. Or in that some of these situations, with, which is which still yeah. is not saying that that's any better because they're just I, I get here's here's a, I get the psychology of the like the dynamic of it. Like, let's let's throw the camera away. You're at a desk. You want money. You got a kid who acts and you trust that these people have insurance. 
that they're going to do everything they can to make sure your child is safe. So when they say things like bees, hornets, it's like it's movie bees and hornets, right? That's probably what these stage mothers are thinking, like that kind of level of safety. But no, yeah, it's <laughs> that's bad. not what he's talking about. <laughs> like, uh, how about crucifying? They like is like, would you be able to put your baby up on a crucifix? Because we're going to do, we're going to do a crucifixion scene, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's no yeah. problem. Put, um, yeah, it's just like holy shit. But okay, so that all happens. He goes to a talk show hosted by Richard Bay. Uh, a predominantly African-American audience. Uh, I don't think there's one white here. person in this audience. In, in, in the back, honesty. there is like a row of like four or five white people. Yeah, I was looking for some whiteies. I wonder the if audience. there's anybody in there who are just like in the crowd for safety. And like, that's who they actually are. And that's the only white people are like security. I was uh, saying to Katie, though, like, I like this. Di- I like any positive racial dynamics so if it takes like a white like some nerdy white fat middle-aged host and an audience of black women to to flock and come see him like that's that's positive to me this is like oprah you know this is what i was thinking about though i'm Mm -hmm. watching this scene and i'm thinking about how they set this up because according Mm -hmm. to the trivia and this is you know par for the course for sasha baron cohen's pranks Everybody in the audience got 50 bucks. They all thought that they were going <laughs> they were going to the taping of a new talk show. Sure. So that's what they're under the context of. So yeah. they're going to they're going to put make that be the illusion the whole time. That's yeah. how they did Ali G back then was that the way that they would get these people to sit down in these uh, chairs is that damn. they would make him look like he was part of the crew for a little bit and then eventually he would sit down across from them and just start talking. And then, like, they would realize that they were in the interview before after it was too late. Oh, so okay. in this situation, I'm thinking, OK, everybody's going to be there. They probably have somebody being like, all right, we're going to bring in the audience and we're going to do the show now. And like, we're going to bring out the host. And then mm-hmm. I just imagine this entirely like 98 percent black audience seeing mm-hmm. this white host come out and mm-hmm. just seeing this white nerd come out. And then just I'm just like, I wonder what that reaction in and of itself is because like this guy who like clearly is not the representative representative of the audience you know i i i said to katie that we were watching i was like this is like this is good this is good for for racial dynamics like if this is a real show and she's like yeah kind of like maury i was like oh really she's like yeah maury's audience seemed to be predominantly like black women and stuff. And I was like, right on. Like, Maury, like, holding the flag for race relations, like, <laughs> sure, in some we, manner we over the this. years. You well, are yeah. not the father. Like, even if it is human misery and drama and paternity <laughs> yeah. tests, you know, at least he's, we're getting together under the same roof, you know? Yeah. And I but, like uh, that he can also be, like, a little more ridiculous in the scene because it's, it's a talk show. That's the whole yeah. scenario here. And talk shows themselves are like pretty over the top and ridiculous. Yep. And, and, and like you say, if they're introducing it as something new uh, and these people in real life are, that's what they're, the pretense is. It can be the, sh- they don't know what the show is. It could be any tone. It could be any, you know, craziness like Springer. Is it, you know, Sally, Jesse, what exactly. is it like? Right. You know? Yeah. Shocking, and it is shocking. He comes out. Bruno comes out with his, and his I'll African say this too. baby. Yeah. If if it's anything uh-huh. like when I actually attended the Jerry Springer show, yeah, they they would have told the audience, "Look, the bigger reaction you have, the mm-hmm. more likely you're actually going to be 
on yeah. camera. You really want to play it up. If you want to see yourself on camera, then play up the play up the reactions. And I remember doing that once or twice in the audience and feeling so fucking cheap. Being like, oh, and being there like, I don't really be... care about what's happening right now. I didn't react that way in, in <laughs> earnest. There should be a book or a blog or something, and it should be called. I guess they're not really a thing as much anymore, but when they were a thing in the 90s, like talk show etiquette, like how do you get on the prices right? Like this is how you behave. You wear the shirt, the custom shirt, you have to behave this way. This is how you behave if you are like on the set of Wheel of Fortune. Like, I think uh, that would be interesting, yeah. you know? But I guess you just ask, like, people, like, on Reddit, hey, were you an extra? Were you ever in the audience? What was it like? You can get that experience. But. I like reading shit like that, and you hear, the wheel is very heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like, love it. I do. Is it heavy? I, <laughs> it I like stuff like, it like would that, be. too. Absolutely. Like, we like we love that stuff. Like, uh, oh, Jesse Eisenberg? No, he was mean that one time. <gasps> he was? <What? laughs> he was mean? <laughs> he didn't leave you a good tip, and he was rude to you the whole night. Shit, Jesse Eisenberg, come on. So anyway, Bruno brings out the baby, his African baby. He names it. Oh, it's a traditional African name, like OJ, and everybody goes crazy. He says, "I swapped him for an iPod." What? It's not just any iPod. It's a limited edition U2 Red, Red. iPod. Okay. <laughs> And he's just like he's he's like playing them like a fiddle, like orchestrating just the the craziness and the no, I, the I anarchy. Get, just laying it on like little, just brick by brick, you know, <laughs> like building this wall between him and the audience. I love it. I think like I, there there must be some kind of uh, there's some kind of masochist slash sadist thing going on, you know, in every audience. But I know it's in there in me because like seeing characters like this play real people like a fiddle like their negative emotions is is exciting <laughs> like it can be exciting to watch I mean, that's why we watch it that's why we're into it yeah and uh i don't want to digress too much but harmony corinne who did uh spring breakers and gummo and like shock like art cinema art house whatever i like spring breakers personally but i don't like james franco and when i find out what they did behind the scenes, I don't like Harmony Corinne as much, but I swear I was making a point. <laughs> my point was, um, uh, God, I lost it. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? Let's rewind. They're in the, the talk show. And, you're you're uh, talking about all... people playing people's emotions like a fiddle. Like you like yeah. Oh, oh, he did a cancel. This was like, this is, I just wanted to hear what you thought about this. He wanted to do the ultimate version of this kind of shock, real life cinema verite, but Buster Keaton thing. He had this documentary that he abandoned because he got too hurt called Fight Harm you know fight harmony okay. and he would pick fights with dudes like in fight club that one scene with dudes and provoke them really? and he'd like he'd get in fight and most of the time he'd get his ass kicked like he'd break his arm like and to me like that's where you draw the line and like sasha baron cohen he's he's like he's a couple notches below no, that look, line you know okay so this you said that was james franco doing that no that was harmony corinne oh okay all right never mind so <laughs> James Franco's too big of a pussy to do something like that. I think that's what I was going to say that I was like, I don't, I, we would have heard about this. Yeah. No. So there's a difference between making a satirical point and using like offense, like going over the line to mm -hmm. make a point. Yeah. 
versus being a fucking asshole, asshole and just yeah. causing a fight <laughs> or being like fucking Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon where you're just, yes. come on, there's a, there, you're, there's a real fine line. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that and like how in a way that is like that subgenre of like Sasha Baron, Jack Cassie, and that's where you draw the line, like stuff like that, you know, yeah, that's th- th- all. No, that's where I think like the comedy community would look at that and be like, fuck you. Like, no, that's not, you're not. <laughs> I even, think he knew that too. That's not yeah. comedy. That's fucking you being an asshole. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, he was, I think he was really young too and stupid and stoned, but um, yeah. Anyway, he does that. That's a big scene at the talk show. Everybody, like, goes nuts. He gets his baby taken away by a social worker right there at the talk show. And, of course, that that seems quite staged, all of it. It has to be. It's like the big dramatic beat of him getting carried away and screaming for the baby. I feel like, yeah, I don't feel like the actual social worker. I feel like they wouldn't allow the the, the <laughs> context of this situation to play out the way that it does if they, they were going to take the baby away. They'd be like, okay, yeah, we can wait for you to get it on camera. I'm like, no, they're then, like, no, we're gonna get the baby out of here, goddammit. I guess this is it's the it's like an extended loss point here begins where Bruno commits cob aside at like a, basically a baker's square. Like he yeah. goes and he gets like a French silk and a sundae and oh, like a cheesecake. Makes me hungry. Yeah. And he just starts munching and he says, and this is a great gag. I love it when old people think that say that they're young in movies. He says he's 19 years old a few yeah. times in this movie. <laughs> I haven't had a cob in 15 years, you know, since I was four years old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just to really keep selling that. And uh, he's eating, and then Lutz comes in and tries to, you know, save his his love. And uh, he says, "No, I'm committing carbicide." And he's like, "No, we got to get out of here." And he like carries him out of there on his back. And then that's when I guess he pretends to be drunk in like a satirical he carb goggles kind of bit because he's high on whipped cream, I guess, yeah. and chocolate. He seduces Lutz, and it doesn't take much. They wake up the next day, and they're like kinky germans strapped together in a bed there's shit on the wall in, in a way yeah. that like they're they're locked up in a way that's like clearly somebody else had to lock you up yeah. in this position you cannot do this as two people by yourselves and then and i know we we're both thinking it and then what i think is jonah hill's relative shows up and does a little bit part in this movie I, I, I think you might be right. Let's, let's, let's lay it out for, for people. So we're talking yeah, about the scene yeah. where obviously the, the hotel manager comes in and we're talking about like the heavy set guy who comes in and then is kind of pacing in the hallway afterwards, explaining what he saw on the, in the inside. He's acting quite, he looks a bit Jonah Hilly. He's acting, he sounds a bit Jonah Hilly. And guess who, guess who is a, like an associate producer on this movie? Fucking Jonah one, Hill. One Jonah Hill. So, yeah, I think Jerry and I both agree, and I, I know we both agree here, that that's very possible that he's a plant and that he's related to Jonah Hill. And isn't there something like where like his name is in the credits and his last name is Hill or something like that? Where we're like, that I don't know. I I'd feel like there was another out. thing. Let's maybe I, maybe that's me uh, adding to it to help <laughs> solidify the case but if they were smart they would not show his name at all in anything anywhere but hey hubris you know yeah yeah but uh you know beanie feldstein i didn't know that i didn't know until like uh, a couple weeks ago that she was uh, jonah's sis uh do you know who she is no 
She's a Broadway actress. She's um, in a Funny Girl up until she got replaced by uh, Leah Michelle. Wow. But uh, yeah, she's like a up and coming Broadway actress, you know. So like, well, it makes sense that they're an acting family, doesn't it? It, it does, in fact. My com- this computer's not really going so great when it comes to the cast. Right, well, fuck here. it. It's not that important. It's I think you gotta. <laughs> Guys, there's a little mystery for you. We're pretty sure Jonah Hill's like cousin or like stepbrother or somebody is that hotel worker guy in that scene, where he's like. Before the other guys come in, and he's like, I, I don't want to fart and buy uh, Mr. Magarium's uh, Wunderbar Emporium. Wunderbar. <laughs> uh, and then, like, we get the big, like, it's not as good, but, like, you have that set piece just like in the first, in Borat, where they're running naked through the hotel, but instead they're chained together in this kinky German, you know, leather strappy handcuffy thing through a god hates fags little march mini march yeah so uh, yeah it, it <laughs> i don't know how they're able to even move uh, and what i also find funny is just like you think about the the logic of the scene just I, I always like to think about the making of the movie because to me sometimes that's more entertaining than the actual scene that you see and uh-huh. the idea that they probably had to walk around a corner like in that gear and probably yeah. up a block for a little bit before anybody like they didn't just like come out of a car and get dropped off in front of these people like they had to actually walk around with nobody around for a minute before yeah. actually approaching the protest and they're probably saying to themselves this is ridiculous or baron cohen's i don't know how much in character he is how much do you know how much he breaks like how I, does i mean when they're prepping for the scene i i mean he doesn't seem to break at all when they hmm. he's around victims you know like so <laughs> but the you know i'm when they're like getting ready to shoot the scene i don't think that he's just like okay yeah larry charles yeah okay I'm okay. <laughs> like I, I don't think that's what's actually happening yeah you're probably right uh, he's not Daniel Day Lewis on the right. set, but um, he probably or get, he'll do he'll do what we do, which is like occasionally just like stay in the character for like a moment when you're like yeah. talking about the scene and like so then I'll do this uh, yeah yeah you do that like okay mm-hmm. great yeah. do like a little like quick little line read improv yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they end up on a bus and once again just like the inciting incident of this movie like the big climax here doesn't really and I know it's about the wrestling match but like this is like kind of the climax to the third act which is the wrestling match basically mm-hmm. and um, it's not enough for me they get busted on a bus and then they go to jail and then they get out and then they argue out right outside the jail like a few cops watch and laugh as they argue yeah. in German <laughs> and like Having that's a, kind a, of a funny. real full <laughs> argument to each other which is you know like another <laughs> thing like you're we're watching it as the viewer like seeing mm. the shot and everything but to watch it from like 20 yards away it's been brutal I'd be laughing my ass off <laughs> mm. that's um It'd be a great, like, if I was scrolling through TikTok and somebody's like, I was at a restaurant and this happened. It's, Ish, but Bruno! They're screaming to somebody else. Yeah. That's, um, I don't want to, I know I'm all over the place in this episode, but uh, you are you go on TikTok. You, you, yeah. The algorithm's figured out what you like or yeah, they yeah. think you like. Um, for me, they seem to think that I like 
public disturbance videos where like somebody loses it and starts like snapping on uh, somebody at like McDonald's. Who doesn't though? You know how many Karen's I don't like show that though. I love seeing Karen. Well, like- some of them are really bad because like these these poor workers are getting like swung at. You know. I, well, yeah, I like to see Karens and, and people like that get owned, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I like. I don't like to see Some them of them don't have win. happy endings, but, like, that's, that anyway. That's true. Yeah. I guess, I mean, some of it is happy when you look at the comments and be like, he was arrested later, but they don't have that in the video. But I was saying, like, I, I am making a point. I, I do remember it. <laughs> On TikTok last night, just even, they're like the algorithm seems to think that I like uh, people who go to abandoned houses, like, in Illinois or, like, Midwest and, like, explore. But there's also an element of I was being watched while I was at this place. And I said to Katie, that's the new Blair. This is the new Blair Witch. You were be- – wait, what, what do you mean – it was a, is, it's a video okay it, you know how like there's a text usually superimposed on the screen throughout the whole video yeah, yeah it was okay pov i'm going through an abandoned house and i'm t- i'm definitely being watched and then and you see in like the description like um there's a property is rural and there were caves nearby and when i turned my camera to the caves i i was shocked to see what was looking back at me like oh yeah stuff like that and and here's the thing half of these are fake Half of yeah. them are real. But I said to, that that's the new Blair Witch because we can't fucking figure out in some of these TikToks if they're real or not. And I, I love it. I think it's 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 they're blurring the lines uh, and, and TikTok's the place to get it these days. If you want the for lines certain, blurred, go to TikTok. For, if you want if you want to like and I know we live in 2023 now. This is January 1st today. Yeah. As of, as of Happy New Year. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the strings that are that's holding the submarine, so to speak. We don't get this that often anymore. This um, illusion mm-hmm. that 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 provides. Yeah. You'd have to go back to Blair Witch or before that, when or like War of the Worlds on the radio to get this kind of stuff. Like, well, I, I think yeah. it's exciting. I don't. Yeah. I don't see enough. Uh, I don't get enough paranormal. The algorithms gotta figure you out, Jer. Yeah, you gotta realign me. <laughs> uh huh. But I, I I love it. I think it's a new art form in itself. Like it doesn't even matter if it's staged or not. I'm buying it because it's shot on a phone. It's in a creepy place. It feels verite. You know. Yeah. I like, and that's the other thing about algorithms too that I find funny is like sometimes mm-hmm. they'll try to throw throw you something. Mm-hmm. And like so like you know I'll be scrolling and I'm like I I got a soda review account so like most of the stuff that I like yeah. is all like soda related stuff yes and I, yes. I I try to swipe past the stuff that's I'm not interested in but then uh-huh. like every now and then they're like hey you like this chick dancing in a bikini and I uh, yes like, well yeah I kind of do but I know I can't watch it because then you're gonna give me a nothing but yep. this and then I'm gonna yep. like my wife's gonna look over and she's gonna be like what the fuck she's is that I'm like it. I, it's the algorithm I can't I I'm not in control <laughs> I have no control. I can totally, totally relate that every now and when then there's some, you know, fine looking girl just like dancing and it's like totally random. And I'm like, of course, I'm going to look at it for more than a second. I'm a man. And then like, yep, now here's five more for you. You're I, a perv. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I just have to keep sw- I, I swipe as fast as I can. Like, nice try, TikTok. Not going to get me today. <laughs> Not going to do it. Yep. Not I know. I know exactly what you mean. I, I'm digging TikTok. I'm liking it. There's definitely room for growth. Um, anyway, 
Bruno, they have a falling out. They break up right there. Although Bruno says, I, I would never date a lowly assistant. I was, I had cob goggles on, you know. So they part ways. And uh, he's broke. He sees on the TVs, as I mentioned earlier, like on a store in a storefront, you know, Tom Cruise, John Travolta, Kevin Spacey he says they all have one thing in common. They're straight. I have to become straight. So that becomes that. The movie becomes about that. He goes to see this big-lipped <laughs> priest guy, a gay fish, converter. Fish-looking man. This fish guy. And he, he, Bruno even says, he, he says, you have amazing blowjob lips. <laughs> he says that to this guy. Um, what they were made for. <laughs> I like this section because they're, what they do is they kind of intercut. I like the editing of this section. He's talking to the priest guy. Yeah, then, this is this is yep. akin to the uh, uh, etiquette section in uh, the first in Borat. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing where you get like a lesson and then yep. like the uh, execution, example, of the execution the, yeah. of it, and then another lesson and then execution until finally they're getting kicked out. Yeah, uh, that's what happens here. He's talking to the priest guy, and the like. He's like, "Well, first of all, what should I do? Should I, I should surround myself with other men, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I think the first thing he does is go to an army camp. Yeah, like, he tries to like a basic training to, camp. Yeah, and the, it, it's so funny now to see these two sergeants yell at him, like gang up on him when they can't physically accost him. All they can do is just tell him to get in I line. I know that's and just... why. I, that's how I'm like. How does the army work for people anymore? Like how I don't are people? Because you're like, you can't touch me. Like. I don't know. Maybe they do, and they're just like, we don't give a fuck. Like, this is how it actually is. Yeah, we're not supposed to touch you, but they do. It but could like, be. But, like, at the same time, if it is, like, no, they follow the rules, it's like, <laughs> okay, I'll, whatever. I know. It's almost Dishonorable like you... discharge. Well, okay. I, guess. What, I don't know what that actually means for my actual true record, but whatever. The... The sergeants were not, let's just say, for this, based on the scenes in this movie, they were not making their own case for, like, their authority as, like, sergeants. No, no I was they not really buying weren't. it. I was not. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. Was not intimidated. No. He's also, like, a foot taller than them, too. Like, <laughs> that, I was, uh, to rewind what you like, I think what enables him to, to bully people, like, verbally in these scenes is his stature. I really think that helps I, I, to be tall in this so, world. Sometimes, I mean, I think that's what, what made Jim Carrey such an asshole is the fact that he's a fucking tall dude. Is he know? tall? How tall is he? He's, like, 6'2 or something like that. Is he he's, really? He's over 6 feet tall, yes. I didn't know that. He's a tall, lanky guy. You'd be surprised how many people are actually... Which like, means he's like, hung as fuck. <laughs> probably. Uh, but, like, no, like, I, that's why, like, I... I when I hear about like the certain height, like so many people, you like you watch The Office and you're like, oh, this seems like a group of people, and you find out that like most of those guys are like six feet tall. Like Rain Wilson is like six feet tall. Like obviously John Krasinski's six feet, like over six feet. But like it just makes you yeah. feel even shorter when you I like know. really like. I don't put myself in the context of like, oh, they were how old? Oh man, and I'm already 37. But when I think about like he's how tall? Oh, I know. Fuck. I'm like that's like a foot taller than me god damn it and the moment you realize that the sh quote-unquote short people in hollywood like how short is like danny devito compared to me it's probably oh, danny not too, devito no yeah. he's tight is he, he's like is he, okay side, like tight but but like okay. you think about somebody like david spade and you're like david spade yeah. is probably my exact size but is considered yeah. tiny in hollywood right he's a pipsqueak I, I think he's a little smaller than us but yeah 
Okay, but like, yeah, it's it is crazy to see to learn that over the years. Also, that like the lifts in fucking Downey's gym shoes in yeah. Avengers is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it, it all builds up to. Okay, no, we're still we're still in it. Uh, this this kind of uh, intercutting here. He's back to the. He's at the place. He's basically shit talking back to the sergeants as they're trying to claim some authority over him, making him do push ups, etc. It you know. We bail it's out an, of that pretty quick. It's another one where I question how authentic this is because I'm like, well, yeah. why would like an actual like training camp let him do this? Like, I yeah. don't know what what guys they gave them. Like, oh, he's you know doing a a, a study. You know, and then I also don't know like would any of those people like recognize him because of I, Borat? You know, I don't know. I, I I got the vibe that these sergeants, the the black one and the white one. We're probably laughing at some parts, at some points in this uh, movie. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it, yeah. But uh, anyway, they, they still create this illusion that he's causing shit. He goes hunting, right? Uh, no, because the next, the well, after he's got the army recruiting thing, and then he does the um, uh, karate lesson. Oh, like the, God. The martial arts lesson with this dude from Arkansas who's got a mullet. Where did like, they find this guy? I mean, heavy Arkansas, set, but... Which, my memory of it was that he was, like, way worse at the martial arts, but he's actually, like... He he's must, decent? He kind of knows what he's doing, and, like, he's got a couple decent kicks, but I just remember there being, like, a really a kick that, like, looked like he was trying to do a roundhouse, and he barely I got know. to waist level. Yeah. It's, like, some foot-fist way Danny McBride shit, but... Okay, if he's holding his own, I actually didn't really pay attention to the physicality of, of that scene. I just remember, like, look at this guy. Like, how is he teaching martial arts? Like, it's, look at him. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, how many actual, like, Asian people are living in Arkansas, you know? Like, so, of right. course, they're going to have this overweight exactly. redneck with a mullet be like, this is this is how you get to be a black belt. I think that, that he, that's he had why... Roots. That's why it's already been done with Foot Fist Way. It's like it's rich, like the like a a fat white guy in a strip mall teaching. That's sure. rich, like yeah. and they did it. <laughs> they did it, and it's pretty good. That movie's pretty funny. Never heard. But of um, okay, so yeah, after that, he I just remember him going hunting and making those guys very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's and, like the uh, next <laughs> sequence after. That, I think I don't think there's anything else. I mean, they kind of cut back and forth with like you said with the the conversion guy is trying you know each time and he's still laying it on brick by brick like i said yeah i uh i remember i used to quote this scene with bruno where he goes to uh the guy's tent yeah. <laughs> but i always like botched the quote <laughs> i always botched the quote he says in this he's like i have suspicions that donnie might be a homosexual can i sleep in your tent with you but i always used to say i think donnie might be gay can i sleep in your tent <laughs> sounds funnier it's, it's a funnier line honestly there's i think donnie might be Look, gay it's that whole Jerry Seinfeld thing, the, the fewest words possible to get out yeah. of the show. That's what <laughs> yeah, as we learned in Quiplash last night, we I, I feel like we should record our Quiplash games because they're so hilarious, like you, Caitlin, <laughs> me, and Katie. But it's amazing because like, great minds think alike, and you guys at one point had two of the same answer, except Caitlin had an extra word. And yeah, I was no, like, it was, I had to go with yours. Yeah. It was, it was uh, well, it was Caitlin and Katie both had, uh, yeah, it was who would be the worst roommate. And it was one person put Bigfoot, the other one person put Bigfoot's mom. And I was like, that's right. We were all like, that's fucked up. Like, well, Bigfoot's, okay, that's almost like the antithesis of what I'm saying because that's cl like, it's an extra word. But, like, I think it was 
like diarrheaed. I diarrheaed is like oh, the quote yeah. of the people. Oh <laughs> yeah, she she and he had the diarrhea and, one. <laughs> and she said hers, and she said I diarrheaed everywhere, everywhere. That was my and idea. um, I had to go with I diarrheaed. It was just simpler. It was more <laughs> concise. <laughs> but uh, fun fewer, stuff. Fewer words. Fun stuff. Quiplash. The, the diarrhea rolls off the tongue better. Oh, it does. And I was dick last night, and I was making supernatural season seven level of dick puns. Because <laughs> there's a character in named Dick, and I like, and this is Katie telling me the whole season is just like them making dick jokes about his name. Like you love Dick, it's really hard to beat Dick. Like, and that's all I was doing last night <laughs> to annoying. The difference is that we are level. four adults playing a game, and that is uh, yeah, it's a show. Writing. Yeah. I just yeah, it's hard to beat Dick. But uh, anyway, uh, we're wrapping Dick it up, up here. Times, they they go out hunting. He makes them uncomfortable. He crashes one of the guys' tents at like three, four in the morning to tr- and naked. He says, "A bear ate all of my clothes and left only these condoms." <laughs> Can I sleep with you? He says, "Get the fuck out of here!" And these guys lose it and they like crowd the camera. He says, "That's enough!" And like he swats at it. It's funny. Uh, and then is this the swingers party? I think it, I think that's the last big yeah. set piece before. I mean, I know it's the last one before the the wrestling match, but I think yeah. it's the last the next one. So he goes to a swingers party, and this was like uh, this was like like an H. Remember HBO documentaries like Real Sex and stuff? Yeah. It felt like this. It felt very much like that. Uncomfortable, like. I, I know it's uncom- it's like a bunch of fat, ugly, middle-aged people like getting together to fuck each other. I still find that stuff interesting. Like, I, I wouldn't partake. I just think these people get together in a house and they like fuck each other's wives it's, and stuff. It's weird. Well, what I always but find disturbing about it is that, not to be classist, but it is always yeah. a certain class of people yeah, yeah. who are doing this. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, like not to get gross or be... Uh, to put too much imagery in your head, but like, I imagine the smells of this place. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't want to. I don't Not, want to be around could, it. It's, it's just. This you can smell the footage. Oh, just so much <laughs> funk. It just. Yeah. It's a funky sequence. What I, what I what you learn in this is uh, I haven't watched It's Always Sunny in years, but one of the episodes is in the, some of the brilliance. Some of the episodes are brilliant in like. And I, I guess I loosely use that word, but like they find the ugly side of swingers parties with Danny DeVito's character. They go and they see it's just a bunch of fat, ugly people like eating a, like a nasty buffet in like an apartment and just like going at it. And it's like this is this is not like eyes wide shut. This is like, it's like yeah, that, right. It's not that class of people doing this kind of a thing. Yeah, it's an interest. It's a rude awakening <laughs> to learn that that's what most of the people. It's it's not the unless you're the the was it the Rothstein the Rothschild, yeah. uh, mansion uh, doing some gross shit. But uh, anyway, um, that's what happens there. Like there's a swingers party, and Bruno like makes tries to get one of the guys to look at him and like make eye contact with him while he's fucking a woman, and <laughs> and we're seeing child. like. <laughs> it's like some straight up fucking like black bars over it, but like fucking. Yeah, we are we are just a black bar away from an NC seventeen. Uh, there's no chance this is getting it into theaters. I I don't know, man. Like I like that about this movie that it goes there too. Like 
pretty nasty I, place. I mean, again, <laughs> again, like, you know, the commitment level that he has yeah. is insane that he's just like, I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to put myself in this situation. Yeah. God only knows what's going to happen to me or the crew. But how fucking <laughs> hilarious will it be to see Bruno standing there being like, does anybody want something to drink? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy like he's he like and I believe that he's a real guy, the guy like the balding guy he like he practices sex positions with and like he gets to know before the thing. He like snaps on him because like Bruno's like, Look at me and like his partner's like, Why would he look at you when he's like, you know, with a yeah. looking at a pussy? And when he's uh, looking at a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some Why trashy would he chick. Look at you when he's looking at a pussy. <laughs> that's it. That's how she says Can you it. make it? Can you make it sound more like an uh as opposed to pi- It sounds like pissy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he like pissy. he has like a comedy movie kind of like snap. He's like, this is a fucking swingers party. I'm not doing any queer shit. This is a fucking swingers. Well, I come here for that. All right. If you want, if you don't want any pussy, if you don't want to have, you know, like. It's yeah. It felt cinematic. His little moment. <laughs> this is a fucking swingers party. This is a speech. He, right. The yeah. Thing you're gonna get a speech. Like a Cohen brother esque repeating of one specific line within the <laughs> the dialogue. It's a fucking swingers party. This is a fucking swingers party. <laughs> they love that. This is like that's like an oh brother where art thou exchange. This is a fucking swingers party. <laughs> Somebody just keeps saying that while they move on with like the exposition. But um, anyway, easiest thing in the world. <laughs> easy. Oh man, those Cohenisms. Gotta love them. But uh, he escapes the nasty, uh, the dominatrix chick. That's yeah, uh, the the totally fake, totally uh, half in on it. Suck my spike hair. What the fuck is spike hair? Like it's a pubic hair? I don't know. Or no, or suck my. Did she say suck my spike? I don't know what she says. I just, I just, I, I hear just nothing but bullshit coming out of yeah. her. Yeah, ugly, horrible, <laughs> biker-like body. It's just yeah. No, she's built like she's got like um, she's like a bodybuilder but doesn't work out kind of kind of vibe going on. Yeah, but, and uh, just like like. <laughs> <laughs> that body tattoo that wraps around her whole like oh it's yeah she's yeah, they you know, really like, picked her <laughs> I I I uh I have a thing for slightly alternative girls as is mm-hmm. been described to, by me, to me by not, other people not suicide this girls is no this com, is that's, but... that's too far <laughs> too far okay but you like alternative somewhat yeah yeah give me give you. me yeah, with you. Give me five percent of what this lady's bringing, and I'm there. Yeah, totally, but, totally. But that's it. Like that Offspring song, "I Want You Bad." No, that's a terrible reference. I don't, uh, I don't know the song. Uh, so anyway, they're they're at the swingers party. She's like whipping him with his belt. She's clearly acting, and then he escapes through the window, runs into the forest. Good place to fade out and just kind of um, go somewhere else. You know, so that's yeah. exactly what they do. They they cut to eight months later, and now this is like the big set piece of the movie. It's almost like they made a movie around this scene. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it's such a significant 
and and dangerous scene compared to all the others. It's him coming out as like a Ted Nugent looking camo straight, straight Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah. He still has the German accent which kills me. Like all these Arkansas hicks are like cheering on this German straight guy on stage. Well, it's I mean, weird. you know what? They probably are all a bunch of Schwarzenegger fans. So, yeah, there you, you know, go. <laughs> and we all just looked past his accent for an entire decade. So he comes out, he says, like, and we get to, like, there's a lot of coverage of, like, these people in the audience. And, like, they're real pieces of work. <laughs> like, there's this one guy who's beating his own head and screaming. Yeah, that, that guy, that's the guy who cries later. Yes. In the so, dramatic shot. So hurt by what he's seeing. <laughs> How about the guy, and here's what's weird is, um, Straight Dave says on stage before he, he inevitably, like, fucks around with lutz on stages he says my assholes for uh shitting right yeah and there's yeah. a guy in the audience who wears a shirt that says that and he yeah. like tries to like like charge the the stage later in the in the sequence there's and, a, uh, it's yeah it, it's it's so ugly because it's like you know it's funny for a little bit and then mm-hmm. the like the footage itself slows down mm-hmm. and you see everybody in slow motion and then the horror, at least, I mean, for me, I don't care if Celine Dion is playing or not. <laughs> this is a horror sequence where you realize this is, these are people who are actually willing and wanting to charge the stage to yeah. murder two homosexuals. I don't know how many had had violent tendencies. It seemed like a lot of them were like waving them off, throwing drinks, like basic like tomato behavior, yeah. like throwing behavior. I but mean, then, like, I don't yeah, wanna... there's a couple of them who seem like they're ready to like the ones kick that some they ass. focus on. Yeah, you know, the are ready to like, or just even when they're just screaming like "fuck you, you fuck it," like when they're screaming just absolute bile and hate at people. A lot of f bombs. Yeah, it's being tossed it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I love it. Like it's just this sequence is a big fuck you to all yeah. of them. We get to see all of them complain, and while Lutz comes out, he's and like, honest, so, I, "I hope yeah. that everyone who is like who is focused on in the movie, yeah. like I hope that they are hurt by the movie." Oh like, yeah, I, you know, I, don't I know hope th- that it yeah. hurts them publicly or in some way. I, I I hope that a bad thing happens. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like they probably got awards in the fucking south for their their performances in this movie. They don't. They aren't even aware of the movie. Uh, I I you know what I can I rewind if if there are any southern people still listening right now. I know you're not all bad. I know some of you are far more educated than us, and you happen to live in Alabama and speak with an accent. No, but we're talking about these people that we're seeing yes, on yes, the, in the movie. Yeah. We're not talking about the good ones who are out there. When I say the reason. south, though, I feel like I'm generalizing too much. I just wanted to. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, they they Lutz comes out, calls him out. He's like, "You're gay." And Straight Dave says, "Who said that? I'll kick his ass. Come here in the stage." And he comes in, and they fight, and he draws a little bit of like fake blood from Lutz's that, nose and mouth. Was that real? I I was like, no, I think it's real. I think that they yeah, were actually like fighting a little bit, and I was wondering, like, oh, I wonder, wonder what kind of conversation they had. Yeah, maybe, maybe committed, just just as equal amount of commitment. But uh, either way, he draws a little bit of blood, whether it's fake or real, and then they look each other in the eyes. And and I love that they cut to a couple of people in the audience starting to realize what's about to happen. Or at least that's the way it's edited, <laughs> it's, is to make yeah. it look like they're realizing it moments oh, before. No. Oh, no, we're about to see. Yeah, and they kiss. 
and it's you know cut together very well and funny and uh that's this is that's the cherry on the top of this movie you know and they are they are sensual with oh, their yeah. with their with their their <laughs> touching and kissing they're always touching and kissing each other Ew, you're referencing the, <laughs> no, that that context i know <laughs> as i was in the middle of it i'm like this is even i'm making it so much worse by casually <laughs> quoting it alluding to fucking <laughs> no that's okay too it's all right um some fucking uh they the depth yeah, a chair gets in the stage and i heard they had like a trap did they have a trap door in the stage to get away like oh, that's how I, they were i think that they yeah there was a trap door like inside yeah the ring they escape we don't see that but they get away then we cut to them a little bit later they get married and one last hilarious bit this guy who's officiating right the yeah. the he's like a guy who works at the court like the courthouse or something yeah in who's california probably who's probably not like a bad guy like i don't know if like you know if it was the law and he's just like i can't i can't marry i don't marry two men or two women like right he was just like, he kind of just stated it matter of factly but then he's also just kind of like the part why am i asking that that part made me and katie laugh so hard We're like this guy is great so basically uh bruno brings lutz and he's wearing a veil and a, and, and a bridal gown to their wedding and the guy says i can't marry you too he's like but we have a child and it pans over and it's now an the older young black boy from the uh talk show covered in bees and he's standing there in a, this cute little such a cute little boy in his little suit and the guy's like that's your child and let's go see yes. you gave you gave birth to that <laughs> and, boy the guy says, what year was he born? And there's the best, like, <laughs> pause. Like, and he goes, I don't even know why I just asked that. <laughs> like, he realizes how stupid it is. You and it's what? so uh, good. This uh, <laughs> this moment made me realize that we did skip over one uh, guy, oh. which is the agent. Uh, he goes to Hollywood, you know, before he gets on Medium. He uh-huh. meets with the agent and he oh. does the, the reading of the scene where he does. Yes, and yes. The, the only reason I wanted to bring this up is because I love this scene. It's one of my favorite things to see in movies, uh-huh. which is intent. Well, like not like where you're seeing somebody do bad acting. Yeah. And they're trying their, you know, like, quote unquote, trying their best because mm-hmm. you can see what how good of an actor is by how bad of an actor they play. Yeah, because yeah. there's mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Like, there's so many because we've done it before, like in uh, in 3G1R. You're like, yeah. there's so many choices you have to make wrong. Yes. Like, like <laughs> you have to you have to artfully choose which things you fuck up and do poorly because yeah. you could do everything wrong. And it just sounds like, all right, this isn't funny because it's so bad. But if right. you do just the right thing, I'm looking for my wife. Like <laughs> you have to emphasize kind of yeah, certain things or just or- like. Mood certain, swings in certain, certain parts. Physicality of it. Yeah. But then, yeah, like that agent. At no point did the script say he pauses <laughs> for an inordinate <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, that guy. He's a good straight man in that scene. And yeah. uh, I, I now that I recall when he did say that that line read, I did laugh like <laughs> that. My wife uh, <laughs> part. <laughs> my wife. I'm looking but... for my wife. <laughs> but uh, yeah. He tries to get married. The guy says, I don't even know why I'm asking. It's like, <laughs> they, they leave. And, uh, I, oh, it just kind of wraps up with the music video. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's just like, he, basically, the it shows 
footage of other countries covering, not America, but other countries covering the wrestling match. Yeah. And that's what makes him famous again. He's just it's like, but I was famous. Look, I was, look, I, I got famous. And it's like, Cop ooh, out. that's, yeah. yeah, that's a real, uh, okay. If you want to rein in the horse that way, go ahead. Sure. When, when you're at the finish line, it's like it, it, you get some leeway, but yeah, that is pretty quick. Pretty pretty fast. What happens here? He's hey, he got his you exposure, guys. They basically they trap door their way out of the movie. Yeah, what they do, just <laughs> like at the wrestling match. I do wonder, like, it, it, and and Sasha Baron Cohen's like, and the producers are probably like, it, I'm sure it won't test well, or or you know, like we can't trust these guys. Like, but I bet they were like, I don't know. Like, I, do you think that they thought this wasn't as good as Borat? They're like, fuck. Like, we have a sophomore slump. No, I think. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's a very funny movie. It's just not as. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, they're proud I, I think you know what it is. Is like, Borat felt like a necessary movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know. In 2009, I don't know how necessary this movie. I don't remember how necessary it felt, but I remember feeling like, okay, like yeah, mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna do Bruno next because that's the next character. But it didn't feel like, you know, the, the culture wasn't like, oh, it, it, this is the time for this. It, like I don't know. It, it didn't feel like that at the time. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, all the gay jokes, all the like, how to be a celebrity, all like all that stuff. It's like a little late. I think in the game of culture, pop culture, all culture, you know, but uh, Borat too. Uh, and you did, I think we didn't, we don't really, did we do an episode on Borat too? Or you just did a review, didn't you for Facebook? You just did a review. Maybe. I don't fucking remember. I, I know I <laughs> we, watched it. <laughs> we haven't done 90 second reviews in a long time, but the last mm. one I think we released was yours for Borat too during the pandemic. Yeah, but yeah, it's fine. Like it's like I feel like if I released them as reels, like have you done? You're not on Facebook, but um, when I upload the same videos on TikTok as I do on reels, and this is inside baseball social media stuff, I'm getting like exponentially more on Facebook reels. Like uh, I believe uh, it. I mean, so many more people, so many people yeah. use Facebook. I just I cannot get back on Facebook. It's poison. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, do it. fair enough. Um, the movie wraps up with a music video and today was like an unintentional Bono fucking film fest for me because we watched across the universe and he's in it. He sings, I am the egg man. They are the egg man. I am the walrus. Uh, and with like a handlebar mustache. And, um, then he shows up in this and was like, Oh, it's, it's Bono day here in my house. But, uh, we are for, <laughs> great bring it in the new year with bono but uh he sings uh, a couple verses on this music video it's it's basically like the we are the world type of like yeah you want to talk about ballad. late this, yes. like this yeah. is like why are we I, anytime i hear a ballad like this i feel like it's it's too late yeah like, like they did it in this you did it in fucking dickie roberts they yeah. did uh like weird al did the don't download this song yeah when i felt yeah. like there's two songs on that album that feel like this is too fucking late. He does a song about ringtones on that. I'm like, this is fucking like this should have been Ooh. come out like eight years ago. <laughs> come on, my only, my, my only criticism of Alpocalypse is the timeliness uh, of that song. Yeah, that. solid album. Otherwise, I I recall uh, Party in the CIA. I like the polka on that one a lot. Yeah, it's a solid. It's, it's a good one. Um. 
uh, we got Bono, we got Sting, of course. We got uh, Elton John, Chris Martin. You know the the typical Slash. bleeding hearts. Yeah, Slash like shows up at a lot of these charity things too. Uh, Snoop Dogg does all the sellout artists <laughs> are here doing their ballad verses ironically, and then Bruno's dancing around talking about how he's the new Jesus. He's like better than Jesus and like stuff like that. He's the white Obama. Yeah. And he gay. It's, he it's gay. It's all right. Okay. Okay. Like that's, that's, that's how, it ends. how it ends. Yeah. It's kind of lackluster, the whole music yeah. video ending. I agree. Elton John's, it's a nice callback when Elton John's sitting on the human uh, chair as like for his piano stool. Sure. That's kind of cute. But yeah, I actually, agree. can I say that like Elton John was the only one who actually made me feel like, all right, like he, he actually felt like he was really putting in effort, like genuine effort. And everyone else, kind of, <laughs> I don't know, Stink kind of sounded like he was there, like Bono's doing his thing. Like well, I'm Slash not going to give just, you my A material. This is just a stupid movie. I'm not even going to learn the lyrics. I'm going to read it. <laughs> but Elton John's like, like he's just getting, I don't even know the words. I'm just doing syllables. I think he's made a career out of selling it, you know, like Elton John, like really belted it out. You know, like I, I've never listened to Elton John music. Like, I mean, I've heard it on the radio and you know, I don't turn it away, but like watching him in this movie for a brief moment, I'm like, maybe you should see Elton John perform <laughs> Dude, live once. Before, I don't know before he dies, you probably right? should. You've seen Billy Joel, right? Yes, we did see Billy. I I'd like to see Billy Joel before he dies or retires or whatever. That know? was uh, that was worth it, and it was also worth it to mm-hmm. leave early when we did. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was great. Uh, he's like he's sitting at the piano all night long, and then he gets off all stage. night long. And then all he gets all night long. He gets off stage for a moment, and then he comes back with the guitar, and we're like, "Now's the time to get." Oh, dude! Go. No, that's what I. He goes right into we didn't start the fire, and oh. we're like, yeah, let's let's walk out now." But it was fine because it was in the city, so we still got to hear oh, like, yeah, the next yeah. two or three songs while we we're waiting for a cab. When he gets out the guitar, that's when I get excited because uh, I'm actually probably the the few like I like his guitar shit. I like. Uh, you know, I, I like got, Matter of Trust. I like uh, it just, Sleepy it, the Television, Glass Houses, you know. I got nothing against any era of Billy Joel music. Mm-hmm. I just, it felt like, all right, now's the time. <laughs> now's like, the good time to leave. He's, yeah, doing, he's switching it. it up to a new instrument. We could go. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I got my guitar. All right, we're going. <laughs> do, 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 do. Like, uh, yeah, I was like, fuck. all right. <laughs> well, are you a fan of that Harry song? Harry Truman, Doris Day, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I like that song. Okay, I didn't know. I couldn't tell based on your like. I'm glad we left at that. No, song. it's just like it, like this is yeah. poppy and like it, yeah. like I don't need to see. <laughs> we didn't start the fire live. Like I'm kind of happier with a recording, but you know that's me. Right on. Everything uh, else I was happy to hear. Cool. Uh, yeah, he only seems to do like Wrigley, so I guess I have to go to fucking Wrigley if I want to go see him live. But it's cool. It's fun. I mean, it, the, another cool thing about doing that is like you don't have to have any decent seat. It yeah. doesn't matter where you're sitting. You're just there to listen, and like you see a big screen anyway. You're not gonna like see his face up close and personal. It's starting to lose its appeal <laughs> as you describe um, it. I'm like, they are like they're also like <laughs> could have set you back like four hundred bucks. You know? Yeah, like, I so. know. Like concert i think i'm starting to like i'm definitely becoming disenchanted with concerts like like if i'm gonna sit way back here and it's just gonna be a screen and i'm just gonna hear the ambiance like from far it's like i'm starting to become a little disenchanted with concerts i i'm i've never liked i only go to weird (laughs) al like i like that's right and And that's a different experience everyone is polite and they sit there and watch the performance like a like a 
like a Broadway show as opposed exactly. to like getting up. Don't get up and dance. That's unlike sit down. Uh, basically all the other concerts I've ever been to where you have to stand and you have to, everyone's moving around and shit. Nope. Um, it's refreshing. It is. F that in the A. <laughs> uh, uh, sit down rock only Bruno. for chair. Yeah. Francis Bruno. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not as good as Borat, but still it's decent. Yeah. Uh, maybe a gentleman's, a gentleman's seven out of 10. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in agreement there. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, welcome to 2023. This is, this is it. This is, uh, the new ish format going forward. It's going to yeah. be me and Dan. Uh, if you're a fan of the guest hosts, they will be the exception, not the rule. Uh, we're not yeah. eliminating them completely, but, uh, we're just going to do, it's easier to do it. Just, uh, Dan and I, as opposed to we, all the arranging that we, that used to be required. We we have a we have a weekly schedule to keep up with, as you know, and like after seven years, six and a half, something so like that. We're we're in our sixth. It's it's. I wouldn't say it takes a toll, but like it, you start to think like we don't always have to work our asses off, like get booking guests like, and everything. Why every week. why am I doing this much work? No, it's it was it it's wasn't be ever fun. That, it was never that difficult. It was always just a pain in the ass to like. When are we going to record? So now it's just like, no, we're recording these days and, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get people to come and join us. But um, we're not going to be working around everybody. Nobody needs to hear this portion of the information. <laughs> this <will be> just <laughs> we're not we're not uh, having concessions for any fucking if, guests if anymore. Any, it's what we're fucking saying. No, just, I'm just kidding. Just wondering why we had no guest host. We're just uh, we're we're. We're doing this for the, for yeah. the rest for the rest of this season. They'll be they'll I, be here, just not as yeah. often. You'll you'll see how it all shakes out, and I think you'll like it. It's just like you know, just uh, keep listening. You know. Yeah, and hey, I mean, regardless whether you like it or not, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, yeah. A rating, a star rating, five star reviews help other people find this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are not. Um, uh, compliment whores we are just we want other people to hear the show and yeah really it's just about the algorithm man that's as we said earlier it's all about algorithms man and that's how it works unfortunately you gotta fucking you gotta plug that shit you can also speaking of plug patreon.com slash 90 under 90 monthly uh one dollar a month will get you our monthly 90 over 90 episode as well as any additional content and we might be having a since no one asked or two coming out in the near future um, yeah i pitched a few lately i, I think feel I, I think i found a backlog of a couple ideas i had so maybe we'll crank those out at some point i remember them uh this month on 90 over 90 we got blow coming <laughs> uh, so if, if you're interested in hearing us talk about that movie, sign up patreon.com slash 90 under 90. And until next week, do, do we, we know what we're doing for like the first four or five months. Do we want to, to, mm, here's what I, I and this is a uh, total, it's, it, I leave it up to you. What I like to do is if it, when I do post on Facebook, as I tell them what next week's is, it, it's, it's for those who are committed to the Facebook page. Okay. All right. However, we'll if you that. want, no, no, we no, can, no. no, I like do you, it. do I you like post it. on the gram? I dude, I've stopped on Twitter. And I, I, I haven't, I haven't been, been on, been on fuck, fuck Twitter. Like, honestly, fuck Twitter. Because of Elon pre- Musk and all that. Twitter's pretty fucked up now. But too, right? Instagram, I, I would I would encourage you to still post. And I would encourage myself to still post on Facebook. No, because, as, uh, as, as yeah. was uh, part of the plan last year, I want to get um, uh, 
uh, a little thing going on TikTok actually since we mentioned it earlier. I, if I if I sent you content, would you like that or would you be like that's like or would you want to give me the like we'll, we'll talk later, but like I could definitely contribute to 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 whatever cuz I don't as it stands. I well no, I'll I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the I'll remind you of what the idea was. Uh, okay. Off mic. Anyway, uh, until next week uh, so thank you for listening through all that bullshit, everybody. Uh, uh, that is going to be it for us this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And that's a wrap. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?